It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. These are your people. Do you all know Eckhart lives in Vancouver? Hometown guy. Hometown guy. It is fantastic here. It is. Thank you. Thank you. So Eckhart's here. His initials are E.T. (laughs) For a reason. So I love that quote. Can you explain what you meant when you wrote, you're having the experience because at any given moment, that is what you're supposed to be having. You have actually drawn that to yourself. Well, you may be familiar with a new age saying that goes, you chose this. I don't use it, I'm just mentioning it here. Whenever you undergo a certain experience or some form of suffering perhaps, a new age person is likely to tell you, well, you must have chosen that on some level. Now, whether or not this is true, I don't want to go into this here, but I prefer a different way of putting it. And I say, accept this moment as if you had chosen it. That is more acceptable to many people because if you tell somebody you chose it, many of them will dislike you for that. They will. <laughs> they say, how dare you suggest that I chose this experience? You cannot convince somebody that they chose a very bad experience in their life. But you can tell them, well, this is, what, this is your experience of this moment. So you might as well accept it, the isness of this moment, because it is, you accept it, as if you had chosen it. That's acceptable to most people. But it's so hard for people to accept a moment that they don't want because it feels like you're saying, I'm okay with this moment. But what I hear you saying, this, this, this changed the way I operated in the world, is that you, you have to accept it first before you can actually change it. So one of my favorite teachings from you is that Anytime you are stressed, anybody here ever been stressed? (laughs) Okay, so think of this the next time you're stressed. 
Anytime you are stressed, you are stressed because you want whatever is happening in that moment to not be happening in that moment. So it's whether you're late for something or whether you're getting ready to speak for something, you want the moment to be different. And you say, to relieve the stress, you do what? Yes, and of course, when you're stressed, you are mentally projecting yourself to some future moment that you believe will fulfill you or free you in some way. So that the stress arises in the gap between what is and what your mind says should be. And this, in this, this is the stress gap. So I often say, I don't know if you remember that, become friendly with the present moment, no matter what form it takes. This means accept whatever your experience of this moment is. Because if you begin to argue with the isness of life, which is always and only here and now, and that becomes a mental habit of arguing with the is. There are millions of people on this planet who are trapped in this mental habit of compulsively, obsessively, and ultimately unconsciously arguing with the isness. They never want to be where they are. They don't want to be who they're with. They are doing something, but they don't really want to be doing it, or they'd rather be somewhere else. You know the sticker on people's cars, the bumper sticker? I'd rather be golfing, fishing, whatever. I, but anything, anything, anything but the present moment. I visited Ram Das, the spiritual teacher who lives in Maui, and he has a bumper sticker on his car that says, I'd rather be here now. So, so that's a great teaching. So I know at the core of all of your teachings is this idea of being able to be with the present moment and even if you're in a moment where it's a crisis and it's a present moment and you don't like that present moment, you gotta at least first accept this thing right here is happening, now what do I want to do about it? Yes, and also uh, you may discover that your dislike of whatever your circumstances are in the present moment, in many, many cases, in the majority of cases, is not due to actually what's happening to you. Your dislike of the present moment is due to the narrative, the mental narrative that you impose on what's going on in this present moment. So I often recommend to people when you get irritated about something, you get angry or irritated or upset, for example, you're waiting for something, you're waiting to get the airport, you're waiting to check in, the line is long. This doesn't happen to you because you haven't flown commercial in 30 years, but that's another. <laughs> but uh, you. Don't you, go hating. You, you, you have other challenges, I'm I have sure. other challenges. So yes. uh, if you, you are standing in line and you become irritated, why not experiment, say, how would I experience this moment if I did not add the excess baggage of a narrative that disagrees with it to it? What, how would I experience this moment without the excess baggage of a story that I'm telling myself that says this is awful? And then you let go of the story, and when you let go of the story, then you're experiencing the present moment in its pure form, which in most cases is just neutral, not that bad at all. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? 
Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So here's the other big thing I learned from you. Other big thing I learned from you, and I actually didn't know this before 2008. I always thought that having an ego meant being arrogant or that you were overconfident or kind of a show off, but I learned from a new earth, which is, I would say, the most important, if not the most important book I've ever read. I, mine is so tattered, it's now at the Smithsonian in Washington because I told them it was the most important book. So remember that book I had that was all taped together and I had so many little, it's now at the Smithsonian, thank you very much. Um, but anyway, I learned from you that the ego is something quite different. Would you explain? Sometimes, sometimes people say, well, don't we need an ego to operate in this world? Now, I'm glad you asked the question because people mean different things when they use the word ego. So the way I use the word ego, it refers, yes, it refers to what I sometimes call your form identity. Your form is the physical form, it's the, the body, which for many people is already an important part of their sense of self, of their ego. And then you have a psychological form, the personality with its conditioning, which includes all the, the things from their past that you identify with. So you identify with many, many things, possessions, when you identify, now what does it mean, identify? Identify means it gives you your sense of self or it contributes to your sense of self. So there's a range of things that people identify with, possessions, achievements, uh, knowledge, physical abilities, physical appearance, all these things are identifications and you derive your form identity from that and that is not in itself it, it only becomes a problem if that's all you know of yourself or the form identity, which is, for example, the opinions that you hold in your mind. The moment you identify with an opinion, anybody who questions your, this opinion or contradicts you will become a kind of enemy. Why? Because you are unconsciously Feeling a, you are feeling attacked in your sense of identity because you identified with a mental position. So ego is always identification with something. It's quite natural, of course, that human beings identify with things. But the thing is, I call that all the, the, the your form identity only becomes ego if you do not know 
yourself at a deeper level. If you do not know the essence of who you are, I call that the essence identity, if you're completely out of touch, which sometimes recently I've been calling it the deep eye. The deep eye. So if you have not ever even had a glimpse of the deep eye in yourself. How many of you have had a glimpse of the deeper eye? Not enough. Okay. Not enough. You've got to get a new earth. It just is life-changing, life-enhancing. I would have to say this, that I, was, I am a person who always thought I had my ego in check, and it wasn't until 2008 having this long-term conversation with Eckhart about it that I became more aware of how the ego shows up. Anytime you're like, oh, I shouldn't be treated that way, or that person shouldn't be saying that to me, or I should be getting this. So, I remember calling Eckhart Tolle. So I, I love this idea of calling people to tell them that I'm choosing them for book club. So I'd read A New Earth. And prior to A New Earth, I'd only always chosen novels for Oprah's book club. And so what happens when I choose an Oprah's book club, generally that book becomes a bestseller and sells millions of copies and the, the, the authors are all very excited and it's like a thrilling thing and I love it for them and don't get anything from it except the joy of their excitement. Okay, so I call Eckhart to tell Eckhart that I'm gonna choose his book. And I say, Eckhart, I'm going to choose your book. And he says, thank you. <laughs> and I said, have you heard about my book club? <laughs> And he says, yes, I believe I have. <laughs> I said, so we're going to put the book on TV and lots of people are going to read it. And he goes, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I said, okay. <laughs> My people will call your people. <laughs> and what I, when I hung up the phone, what I realized, oh, that was my ego looking for some kind of satisfaction, gratification, because normally when I call people, they're like, <laughs> and not, thank you. <laughs> yes, I heard you had a book club. So yeah, so well, I, that, I, I that put myself was a, in check. I that was my... a time when you still had an ego. Yes. Yeah. I still actually do. You're the only person, I say this to people, I've interviewed, hundreds and hundreds of thought leaders, spiritual teachers. You're the only person I have ever encountered in all of those interviews who has no ego. Who has no ego. You really are E.T. <laughs> really are E.T. So what happened? It, it, it died or what? <laughs> what happened to it? Well, it's a, it, it was a kind of death. I have a form identity, of course. I, I, there's, a, there's a body identity, and I know my past. Now, sometimes, quite, actually quite often, people stop me in the street, and they say, oh, I just, I just want to tell you that, sometimes they say, your books transformed my life, or they say, you transformed my life, you changed my life. You, oh, quite a few people actually say, you saved my life. And now, I find that, that it's, it's very satisfying to know that because I know I am fulfilling my purpose here. But uh, 
I do not experience it. Uh, I realize that I didn't do it as such. I didn't even write the books as such because there's something, the, the one consciousness expresses itself through this form, through this mind. There's only one, one universal consciousness and you, you are that one. You are all expressions of this one universal consciousness manifesting through countless billions of forms. So when I recognize this essence identity, then I do not need to either defend or seek to enhance my form identity and nothing that anybody says or does could either could add anything to, to my sense of identity because it comes from a deeper place. So it's very liberating to feel yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So, so tell the people... I had the, listen, I had one of the best evenings of my life when you and Father David came to the house and we were talking about these troubled times, which is what everybody, like, I know when you get together, we're just like, these troubled times, we're in some troubled times. And Eckhart's take on the troubled times I found very interesting because you're saying, you said to me that evening that civilization has never moved in a straight line. And that for every powerful, strong, definitive moment in our culture, there's always a couple of steps backward. So what do you think of these, what is your interpretation of these troubled times that we're living in? Well, it's, uh, this, the same pattern operates in a, in a person's life because it's never a, a, an upward, uh, uh, uninterrupted upward line towards more consciousness. The strange fact is that uh, the evolution of human consciousness and the evolution of all life forms and the evolution of a civilization, it needs obstacles. And that's the strange, it, things do not evolve from comfort zones. Human beings, the moments of evolution, of leaps forward, or evolution of consciousness, do not happen. Comfort zones are lovely when they do happen, I have nothing against them. But there is a, a Latin saying, goes back 2,000 years, which goes per aspera ad astra, which translated means through adversity to the stars. So whenever an obstacle arises that seems to block my way forward, the, 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 the path forward, in reality the obstacle has an essential function and that is it forces me or forces humanity to generate more 
either more strength, more energy, more consciousness. It even operates on a, on a physical level. If you want to make your body stronger, what do you do? Well, you say, well, you need to exercise. But what is exercise? Exercise is, for a while, you have to make life difficult for your body because you're demanding something. You have to lift this weight. Oh, my God. It's not, you're not in a comfort zone anymore. And so life becomes difficult for the body. And then there is a demand for more strength and different levels. When life becomes difficult for a human being, there's a demand for more consciousness. You need to overcome the difficulties. So the obstacles that we are encountering in our... Uh, that's why strength over time, strength yeah. times strength equals power. Yes, you, become more you, you were talking earlier about your childhood. Yes. You were deprived of this loving, the love that you didn't have, that was adversity. You were experiencing a lack of, of love, but the, that created something in you, this power that you, right. you were forced to go deeper within yourself. And then what came was much stronger than anything would have happened if you had been given the love. Yes. So, so it's a... Yeah. I, that's why there's this wonderful song called Wouldn't Take Nothing for My Journey Now. Yes. And yeah. that's the same with our civilization. Lots of things seem to be not very pleasant that are happening these days in politics and so on. A lot of craziness, undoubtedly. Uh, the only thing you have to be careful is don't become part of the craziness, but just watch it and see that, yes, humans, in some ways, humans seem to regress a little bit in their collective consciousness, especially if you watch a lot of media uh, and listen to the politicians and listen yeah. to the What you were saying to me on the night that you came to the house is that the media is meeting this moment with its own hysteria and that the two are feeding each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and also, social media and all those things, they, uh, they amplify human unconsciousness. They amplify the human ego. When you go on social media and the internet, and you see the enormous amount of negativity that is there. And so it's an really an amplification of the collective unconsciousness in the human mind. And so, that's, we have to go through this period. I cannot predict whether we will have to regress further into more collective suffering, that's possible. But undoubtedly, we will come out of it and we, we will be stronger and more conscious when we do come out of it. Thank you, Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle, you're the best. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time because messes happen because hey listen remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like i'm serious if that leaks over the counter it'll be a slimy abomination by the time i get back and i was like yeah 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 of course don't worry about it i won't forget <laughs> well oh yeah that happens so start clean with clorox 
Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.